Hey y'all, this is Ryan Monso, and this is talking about them cougars. Holy shit, Willie Fritz is here. They actually did it. They hired Willie Fritz, the guy that in every instance that we can find was the right hire. U of H got the job done. And congrats to U of H, to Chris Pesman, to Dr. Couture, to Tillman, to anybody that had anything to do with this. I, I can't believe they got it done. I'm excited for them for getting it done. And I've got plenty more thoughts. We're going to be joined by Brad Towns and some others, maybe. Starnes, what are your thoughts early on? Well, uh, Willie Fritz has won everywhere he's gone. He's built programs everywhere he's gone, uh, whether it's Central Missouri, Sam Houston State, now Tulane. Tulane is uh, – not an easy program to build. No. And yet he did it. Yes. Uh, did it resoundingly over the last two years. Yeah. And so, I mean, just track record alone, you have to say that this is a good hire. This is a, a home run. And this is a hire, you know, who, you know, we'll, we'll see if it works out. But um, this is a hire that will define, uh, Houston football in the Big 12 for who knows how long should it go right or wrong. And, Welcome, uh, Brad Towns in. Brad, uh, one thought. I'm Stuart Gus, official personal injury attorney of U of H Athletics. As you know, a great quarterback wins championships. If you've been injured in an auto accident, big or small, you can trust Gus to quarterback your case. Call 866-TRUST-GUS today. Principal Office, Houston, Texas. All right, Brad, what's your first thoughts on Willie Fritz? I really, really like the hire. Um, it's It's... It is exactly what we need at the exact right time. Um, he's, uh, I, I expect things are going to turn around a little quicker than what people might think. Um, I just think it's an ideal fit for what we're trying to do. We've got to build something long-term, and I think we've got a guy who can do it. Not saying he's going to be here for years and years and years and years, but he's going to build the foundation on what the future of U of H football is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Woo. Uh, we back, 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 back winning. So can we talk about this for a minute? Cliff sure. Kingsbury. Let me, no, no, right here. We're going to go right in the camera. Okay. I'm looking right Cliff, at you. Cliff Kingsbury was never an option. No. He was never going to happen. I can't. Somebody all the, fed that to a local TV guy. It could have been Case Keenum, for all I know, that fed it to him. Why would he do that? 
because he's boys with Cliff and you just get his name out there. It's not like you're hurting U of H. It's, it's just helping your boy. That's a theory. I don't I, know. I don't know. Okay. Just saying it's Whatever. possible. Everything is possible in this world. Sure. But yeah, Cliff Kingsbury was never, no, ever happening. Any right thinking, any person who has an ounce of, of intelligence in their mind knows that King, Kingsbury is not in consideration for any head coaching job unless it's like a seven-on-seven seven drill where you don't have to recruit anybody for the parking lot to show up to play. I mean, God, that there's there's nobody who's failed upwards more than Cliff Kingsbury, and he's done nothing as a head coach at any level to show he deserves a job at all. And he's already told everybody he doesn't want to do it. So I guess, you know, as long as you can tag his picture in there and, and hopefully you can get some uh, Instagram cred throwing his name out there, he's never a serious candidate. Yeah, Cliff was never interested in recruiting. And now that he has the money that he has, he's never going to recruit. And that's fine. But he wasn't a serious candidate here. Um, Willie is going to bring his son, Wes, who runs his player development. It runs his um, uh, player personnel grouping. Uh, okay. West uh, is really well liked by a lot of players on the current roster at U of H. They know him through the recruiting process. Um, they know how good he is. And so West is going to be a valuable piece of what Willie does. Uh, we get to meet Willie Fritz tomorrow at noon cool. and uh, at the TDECU club. Uh, Starnes, we'll do lunch at 11 at Princey's. Got it. Uh, and so we're going to get to learn a lot more about Willie and, and talk to him one-on-one, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, this is just a really big day in U of H history. Uh, as one of our commenters here just said, and I like this comment, an adult at the table. It has been a while since you've had an adult at the table. Uh, Tony Levine is probably the last adult that sat in this chair. Tony wasn't very good at it, but he's the last adult. Uh, accurate. No clue. He was the betting favorite at one point from somewhere. Right, which tells you that betting favorites for jobs is kind of a silly notion, right? Uh, I think U of H focused in on Willie Fritz early on. There is talk that negotiations really heated up on Wednesday. Uh, Jeff Trailer had an interview Tuesday night. I'm told that it was not a great interview because he had questions that U of H just wasn't able to answer. And whether that is for any number of reasons, they weren't prepared for the exact question or whatever they did not they didn't have a good moment there uh and u of h really focused on willie starting wednesday and got it done 
I mean, you didn't believe it was going to get done before the AAC title game. Last night, it probably got done. And today, they're they're wrapping stuff up. Uh, Willie's two daughters live here in Houston. And I think that was certainly not the biggest part of this, but was a really nice lineup for Willie to get that, to get around his family. Uh, and good for him. Well, I mean, you also got to you also got to think that you know, with his background at Blinn, with his background at Sam Houston State, um, he knows the area. He knows he knows really what the potential is. And yeah. you know, if you think about it, when he was at when he was at Sam Houston State, um, one of the things if anybody tried to put a knock on on what he did at Sam Houston, the knock was, well, he's just he's doing it with with um, with transfers guys are yeah. transferring from FBS to FCS. Well, a lot of that is true. I mean, our, our very own Blake Joseph went up there. Yeah. Um, which if that was a knock, then it's a strength now. Yeah. Because that's, that's the game today. Yeah. And I don't think he was able to use that transfer portal as well as he could have at Tulane. Um, and he's going to get free range here. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he he's more limited in what he could get, but he did get right. some. He did get some solid guys I for sure. A, yeah, he pulled a, a a tackle out of LSU, um, who had been a starter all year, I believe. Um, he's got some. He's got some. He's got some quality guys that he's added through the portal. But here in Houston, you have more access, and that's the that's the beauty of where we are right now is that we're in the best scenario possible of all of his stops you just have more of everything that he's ever had so you know you can be allowed to dream today and you know going up in the next next couple of months is that if he's been that successful building on such small foundation imagine what he could do here because the coaching's yeah. not going to change but the support, the access, everything, everything that goes along with that, um, you know, from having a bigger salary pool for assistance. That's the having, big thing. Yeah. Into having, into having um, the facilities behind him, you having more, just more of everything. You know, if anybody believes that, Hey, facilities are going to make you better or more money is going to make you better. Well, guess what? Now's now he's got that opportunity. We need to find somebody to Photoshop Willie into the groundbreaking for the new Memorial Herman building. Maybe just Photoshop Dana out and and put uh, him in like they did George on Seinfeld at the if beach. We're, if we're throwing out, if we're throwing out, um, if we're throwing out requests for Photoshop, make sure it's like a big giant head like Pistol Pete from Oklahoma State, just a big giant noggin on it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It, it's it's so critical that they were able to get this hire done before the transfer portal opens tomorrow, um, and especially with Willie Fritz and, and his son Wes and his relationship with the players uh, here at Houston, be able to retain some of those players who maybe otherwise would leave uh, sh should somebody else got have gotten hired. Um, sure, is is a big deal, and <clears throat> and of course you know who knows who he's going to bring from Tulane. You know, we've heard rumblings of quarterback Michael Pratt coming with him. We'll see. But it's the timing uh, is 
almost as important as the hire here. Um, uh, the timing and, is important, Starnes, but you don't make the wrong hire to get the timing right. Right. Because you got the right hire, the timing is valuable. Uh, but you don't, I mean, you don't want to hire Cliff Kingsbury and, you know, you get this transfer portal and then it just all blows up anyways. So they got the hire right. There are some guys on the Tulane staff that will be fascinating if they come here. Greg McMahon, the special teams coach, is chief among them. He is a Louisiana guy. He's been at LSU. He's been it uh, with the Saints. I don't know if he'll come, but I really like what he has done. I mean, he is a top-notch special teams guy who I would love to have. Um, as far as coordinators, I'm not married. You know, but Willie's going to be able to do things here that he didn't get to do at Tulane. He's going to get to spend a million dollars on the right coordinator here. And the guys at Tulane are like uh, they were 15 years ago here. They're like hourly employees. They're like very low paid. And uh, I'm excited for that part of it. Um, but the transfer portal is important. And then the next two weekends in recruiting are important too. What can, uh, you know, Willie Fritz, obviously they've been recruiting a lot of guys at Tulane. We've been recruiting a lot of guys here. Can he change minds of of players that were interested in Houston but not really interested in Dana? And can he open up other minds and, and maybe get a couple steals as the opening signing window approaches? Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks for that, mm-hmm, Brad. No, no, that'll be an interesting thing to watch. I think you're talking about who would of uh, potentially getting guys who might have shied away because of the previous regime. I mean, we hear, we hear that we have a number of really, really good recruiters, but when you look at the production, about the only, about the only place we've recruited as far as, uh, I guess, as far as, star rating goes and star power and names you might know. I mean, we've, we've seen it at the wide receiver position. Um, yeah. I'm not married to the idea that we have to go get only four stars. What, what I want to be able to see is getting the right guys, getting good players who are the right guys. Yeah. Um, it, but I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a- going out. I'm not talking about going out and getting guys that have, you know, two offers from, you know, division two schools. We would never do that. (laughs) I'm talking about going out and getting good players that fit a certain style that you want to be able to go out and get. Don't go out and get, you know, 14 receivers and say, you're going to be a pounded in the ground ball control team. You don't think that's the way to go? I would think huh. I would think that would be a less than ideal. I'm going to write that down. Want to take it? Yeah. Here's where Willie excites me. The only way you build up a program like Blinn, like Southeastern Missouri, like uh, Georgia Southern is Georgia Southern, right? I get confused on state and Southern. The Eagles, whichever one that one is. 
Tulane, Sam Houston. You have to develop players. And you have to make good players into very good players. And that's what he's done. Michael Pratt won 20-some-odd games the last two years, and he is not a really great quarterback. He does some nice things. But, I mean, the only time in his career that Tulane has beaten U of H, it was when Ty Horton uh, played last year, the third stringer, (laughs) the kid from Corsicana. Uh, So, you know, he's done this, Willie Fritz, has done this with a cast of characters that you really don't think are going to go beat USC in a cotton bowl or is going to have a chance. No. And, and they didn't have a chance until the last couple of minutes, really. But, you know, he has developed players everywhere he's been. And that is the fun part about looking at this roster. Now there is talent on this roster. If he can develop it, then I mean, you can see a faster turnaround than we're all expecting. But this league is going to keep getting better, deeper. Maybe not the top line UT, OU, but it's going to stay deep and it's going to get deeper. Um, As the Arizona schools and Utah and BYU and Colorado get a pipeline into Texas, you're going to start seeing guys go to those schools and and it builds and it builds. and, And, you know, you needed this guy in this moment. Yeah, the thing okay. that as far as taking players and, and making them better, you know, one of one of the things we've always we've had a concern with for the last what seven years now is our offensive line play. Um when you know, one of the excuses that we c- consistently hear is that you know, oh, we just can't get those types of linemen here at U of H. We just, you know, we don't, ha- we don't, we can't get the linemen that are going to allow us to do this and to do this. Um, the funny thing is, somehow along the way, uh, Willie Fritz was able to get enough bodies at Tulane to produce a 1,600-yard rusher last year and mm-hmm. a 1,200-yard rusher in redshirt freshman this year. Um, so. It tells me not only does he get players that he can develop and develop some to, to their potential, but he's also using them effectively in the way that they are going to be successful, which is a key component for for me personally. It's what I always look for. Yeah. That offensive line got worked yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, poor Michael Pratt was a tackling dummy, uh, but – you know, I, I think everything was a little skew. Today is actually the 12 year anniversary of the Southern Miss game, y'all. Uh, so it's all coming full circle now. Uh, yeah. So that kept them out of a New Year's Six Bowl yesterday. 12 years ago, kept U of H out of the Sugar Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, I think. You're going to see development of players. You're going to see an offensive line blocking scheme that makes more sense, too. Uh, right. They use some different zone looks, and and I think Nagavi wanted to bring some of that here. Maybe Nagavi was a plant. 
thinking <laughs> he that. came I was here just thinking that he came here <laughs> to make sure this all worked out boy relay relay info re relaying info back to the headquarters say yeah uh, coach coach you really got to see what's going on over here this is a mess but it could be great this could be 5d chess Sorry, hey coach hey coach you want to you want to run the ball we got this guy parker jenkins you would love him we got stacy sneed you would love him we got this guy that nobody's seen rashawn sanford that you are going to love you can run the wishbone with these three <laughs> Okay, wouldn't that, be, uh, wouldn't that be cool to see us line up in an old time? I don't, phone? I don't know how we're there at eleven o'clock in the morning, but uh, here, here it is. Uh, was, he, was was Nagavi holding the the top notch two lane run plays until Willie first got here? He must have been. He must. Have I don't. Been. I don't think Dana could read those. Yeah. Uh, Love his defensive background. Understands the importance. Uh, really high level. Uh, I think if if you believe in a coach, which clearly they do believe in this guy, you give him time to recruit high school offensive and defensive linemen and develop those guys so that in their third and fourth and fifth years, they're really productive. You're going to fill holes now with whatever you can get. Juco um, and Brian Early is plugged into the Juco ranks. If he is a part of this staff, I think that's a, a very good uh, uh, way to transition. But you're going to fill some holes, but you've got to be able to develop guys over time with the weight room, with eating, with learning the game. And, you know, especially in this state, I worry about line play in high school because everything is, I mean, it's kind of a seven on seven state. If I feel like I don't want to step, you know, over myself, but you know, you have a lot of skill position and quarterbacks in this state that are very good. And I think the OL and DL play lag a little behind and there's a talent, but maybe not the technique, the skill. And, if you give a coach time to build that, it can pay big dividends for years to come. He's got a five-year deal, uh, reportedly. Yeah. Um, so just from that standpoint on, it seems like they're they're looking to let him build that. You know, who knows uh, what the what the money is and the buyouts are each year and things like that. But yeah, we'll find that out soon enough. Brad, what does this say about? P five thoughts on Jeff Trailer. Um, I don't think I don't think it says anything. I just no. think it was the uh, um, it was a bad matchup. If you want to look at it as a competition between Fritz and Trader, it was just a bad matchup. I think they're both exceptional coaches. Um, Jeff Trailer might have had more. There might be a little bit more concern as far as when you compare them side by side um the fact that he's done it one place fritz has done it at four different places at four different levels with varying levels of talent um on one you're getting you're you're hiring for a guy that that you that you firmly believe that can do it right now the other is you're paying a premium on potential mm -hmm. 
And I, I think that's I think that's the only difference. I think I think Jeff Trader's gonna be a really good head coach wherever he lands, and I hope it's not Baylor um next year. Uh I hope Aranda does well enough. One, because I like Dave Aranda as a person. And two, I don't want them to be very good for a while. Yeah. Uh Jeff Trailer, or excuse me, let's Willie Fritz. This is you brought it up, and it's one thing that always intrigues me about coaches. I think a lot of times G5 coaches don't make the jump to a P5 level because they don't understand how different the recruiting looks. They don't understand that they just need to be looking for a much better athlete. And Willie Fritz has gone from junior college to Division II to FCS to very low FBS, to Tulane, and now U of H. He has moved up every division and has recruited to that division, you know, recruited to the top of that division. And that's encouraging because he understands there's another level that I've got to go get. And you don't always see that. And I think that's going to that's gonna be a big deal for U of H. And not only not only another level. Um, you got to jump in, Starnes. You can't just sit there and wait for us. You got to jump in. Not only not only another level. You got to. He has at each step. He's had more access to better players. Yes, but he went and got them and developed them. And absolutely, that's the part that we have not seen here. I mean. When is the last time you felt a head coach was developing players? Am I allowed to say it? Yeah. That that that, that one name that spins everybody out of control. Uh oh. Tom, Tom Herman. Okay. I, I think he developed some, but I also think he inherited some. Well, no, um, he he inherited a lot, but he developed yeah. them. He turned them around in one single year. I mean. It, it, for two years, Landon Roberts couldn't sniff the field for Tony Levine. He comes in and becomes all world and then turns into the captain of the New England Patriots. Like that this, guy a lot. He's been good on Pittsburgh, too. I mean, this hire, uh, I mean, we said it before, but, you know, you, with UVH and the Big 12, this, this hire is going to define how this team is going to stack up for. I mean, who knows how many years, whether whether it's right or wrong. And you have to find a guy who you've seen do it. And, you know, Trailer's done it, but he's only done it one place with one quarterback. Fritz has done it three, four times. He's done it everywhere he's been. Um, so you have to, I mean, that's just a better, it's just a, it's an unfair fight when you when a guy has you know I mean decades of coaching experience and building programs over another guy, um, but when you're looking for a guy to, you know, build this program into this new bigger conference, you need to see a guy who's done that and has gone up and done it at you know a different level each time at each at each stop, and you have to you have to you have to go with the track record. I, I think you have a culture now between Kelvin Sampson and Willie Fritz 
of a little bit of an older guy who's been around the block, who's done it, who knows how to succeed. And you have two guys that a fan base can believe in. And that is so encouraging. And that is going to make the next few years a lot of fun. And if Willie screws up, we're going to totally talk about it. But, you know, he's got a clean slate as now. Both they have their sons. Uh, Willie's going to have Wes and uh, Kelvin has Kellen. I almost blinked on that. And Lauren, of course, works there too. Uh, Brad, you talk some. I like seeing the logo kind of bump, like bump, see, bump. Like flag? Yeah. What, what would yeah. you like to hear now? I don't know. Just, you know, the alphabet or something. Um, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know the alphabet that well. If you've read any of my yeah. stories, that would be that's obvious. true. That is a hundred percent true. Uh, okay, here we go. What are the playoffs? Uh, I hopefully it's the Texas Five A playoffs because I think we have a chance there. Uh, Sorry. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know what you did, Starnes. I will. I will say, going back to what some things you said earlier, um, I really, really believe that when when he comes in and looks at our roster, he starts going over our film. He's probably looked at our film already um, during the season. But the more he looks at this team and then he gets his eyes on it, he meets the players and then starts going through the workouts, I think he is going to be completely shocked at the level of talent that we have. Yeah. I think this team underperformed to a degree that is almost disgusting, I would say, because, okay, you know, the, the big giant elephant in the room is we don't have an offensive line. Um, we didn't have a very good offensive line during the season. They weren't as horrible as we, we had expected, but you've got four open jobs. And then you got one up for, up for grabs. I mean, the only guy returning for next year is um, left guard. What's his name? Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Johnson. Tyler Johnson. Are they um, still going to put in a waiver for Tank Jenkins? They're doing that. Well, you gotta, let me rephrase. You got to get it qualified. Dana staff did that. Uh, you do that through compliance and, and whatever. And I don't, I doubt that Willie will say, we don't want that. But uh, he, you know, you got to get through a lot of hurdles to get that cleared. And that'll be a few months before you know anything. So you have to recruit and uh, work like he's not going to be here. Mm hmm. But you've got you've got talented athletes. You've got you've got a better stable of athletes than, than he's ever had, mm-hmm. from an athletic perspective. Um, guys that you can look at and say, "I can get something out of these guys. I can do something with these guys." It's gonna take a little bit of work, but I can do something. And that when I say a little bit of work, I'm not talking about three years down the line. I'm talking about from from January to September work. Because I think they're going to be put through their paces to a degree that they might not have in the past. I don't think they're going to pl- be playing a two below touch during uh, spring ball. You think, think we're actually going to see football? I don't know if we'll see football, but they're going to be playing 
football. They're right. not going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to be doing what they've been doing. Um, it's not a job. It's no longer a job for, hey, you know, show up at 10, get out of here at four, make sure you're gone by five, make sure the lights are out by six. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a get it done atmosphere. But I think I, I really, <clears throat> I really believe that we have the wide receiver, the running back spot are top notch as far as walking into a pile of talent. So you yeah. got that, you've got that settled. Who's going to, who's going to step forward and claim the top spot. It's up for grabs. <clears throat> and honestly, I feel fine anytime of our ability to go out and attract receivers and running backs. Skill right. positions are never been an issue. Yeah. But you I'm have... also confident in the fact we'll be able to get offensive linemen. Okay. You might I have mean, go ahead. You have I mean you have three sophomores this year who started and, and played really well at times. Not always at times. And then you also have Jonah Wilson and Kale Harrison Pilot and uh Jerian Wallace right there. And then you have Parker Jenkins. I mean, there's a lot sitting right there. And then I I just think this spring, you know, for the fan base is gonna be super, super exciting. Um, whether who they bring in, who stays, because um, there's just it's gonna be it's gonna be there's just gonna be more to look at, more to more to look forward yeah. to than than there's been in a while. And you have to expect that you're going to lose some guys to the portal. It's just going to happen. Sure. And you're probably going to lose starters. And that's okay. Uh, I hope everybody comes back and is happy and gets marshmallows and ice cream. And uh, But you're going to lose guys. And, you know, Matthew Golden has said some weird things on social media the last week. I don't know how to interpret any of that. I'm not going to try to. If he decides to go, he goes. If Somebody else decides to go, they go. But guess what? You're going to bring in a ton of talent from the portal starting this week. Uh, well, I, I think Willie's first job is to come in here and meet with this team. I believe he'll do it tonight. Uh, if not tonight, it'll be first thing in the morning. And start recruiting those guys back. And he's got to get that going because, I mean – I think he and his son both have relationships with certain players, but not with this team, not with this program. And uh, Iman Nagavi is probably going to be a big help to to get these guys to buy in. Mm-hmm. I don't think one thing we haven't touched on is, is NIL. He definitely didn't have a whole lot to work with, if any, uh, at Tulane. And so that's sort of, I think a bit of an unproven spot uh, for him if if there's anything there. He's an older guy, so there's an assumption that maybe he's just not with it. Uh, I, w- I would assume he is. You don't hire him if he's not. Yeah. You would hope. Yeah. You, uh, U of H has been very slow on this. Yeah. And, you know, Logan Holgerson was running NIL here. Logan Holgerson is no longer running NIL here uh, in football. So they're going to have to get up to speed on NIL very fast. And when you're trying to recruit and you're trying to work the portal and you're trying to keep your guys, 
and trying to develop a staff and trying to get out and meet high school coaches, there's not a lot of time for it. And so they're going to have to rely on the athletics department and, and hopefully there's somebody somewhere that understands how important this is and how you have to get big business like law firms and gallery furniture, but you also need small business. You need local business. You need fans. And they have not wanted the fan uh, access. They don't want to push this to fans, but you have to. You have to if you're going to compete in this conference. Everyone else is doing it. So that is a we'll see. But you're right, Starnes. It's a vital component that, I mean, if you're not careful, could get lost in the shuffle because there's so much happening. And NIL doesn't matter to fans, but it definitely matters to players. It's the money. It's the prestige. But it's also keeping score. And Mm -hmm. they – I'm going to tell you, guys, I've been around talking to – I've talked to NIL about NIL with a lot of players, uh, and maybe as many as anybody at, at U of H. And to a man, they tell me, oh, well, I don't pay attention to what other guys are making. But then they show you they do, you know. And so they're keeping score, and – they keep score with what guys they went to high school are making and, and, you know, who they went to high school with and uh, their friends and things like that. You've got to be at the top of the game in this arena. And it's hard because NIL is actually easier in small towns, easier in college towns than it is in a big city because Chevron doesn't need NIL. Uh, a burger shack in Manhattan, Kansas does. Uh, so can U of H figure that part out is going to be a big deal going forward. U of H has priorities with facilities um, and NIL right now. And so there's a balancing act there as well. Do we send this money to build this or do we send this money to NIL? And it's just a hard spot, and they need to come up with a plan. Playoff, playoff just came out. Uh, Michigan. Or did did U of H make it? Sadly, they didn't. They didn't. Must have been fifth. U of H falls to fifth in the college football playoff rankings. Starnes broke that news. Yeah. No Florida State. Uh, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah, on. no Florida State. The Texas made it with a loss and then undefeated or Alabama made it, I guess is the the thing that yeah. that put the fly in the ointment. Uh wow. So Florida State. It, weren't they were undefeated, right? Yeah. And we're fourth and now we're fifth because of the <laughs> Alabama win. Uh, take that ACC. Yeah, you got to hey. think. You got to think if they if they were able to take Rice to a third overtime, 
they might Houston might have gotten in. Maybe. Yeah, it's a bowl eligible. Probably bowl eligible, right? Bowl eligible team right there. Okay, we just moved. I don't know how. Uh, hello. Uh, the the ACC next year will have two conference champions that did not make the playoff. SMU and Florida State. That's and awesome. uh, that is awesome. Good job, ACC. That is you. You can pretty much guarantee that is going to cause Florida State to want to blow up the entire conference. So, where like, they've like been already for a year. Well, yeah, but, yeah. but it's going to ramp it up even more. So, you know, seeing that I am the king of chaos, this is right up my alley. Bring it! It is going to go nuts, and this this also makes makes this hire even more important. Because if chaos is going to reign, U of H has to get their stuff together immediately. Yeah. We just got in. We don't want to be left out in the next reshuffle, which is going to come in the next two to three years. I I don't know if it's coming that quick because there's 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 just too much in flux. But I will say that with the 12 team playoff, U of H is in position where if you get your shit right, you could make that playoff. You could be pushing for that. Uh, the Big 12 should get two teams in most years. Yes. And there could be years you get three. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the SEC will only be able to get nine or so in those years for the Big 12 to get two or three. But, yeah. It'll have to happen that way organically. You know, uh, thinking thinking about the the I fight over the Sun Belt. <laughs> Did SMU the, get the uh, the New Year's Six spot? Um, you know Did you see? I have not seen that. Okay, I'm um, just curious. You know, looking at our looking at our future conference starting next year, we've got an interesting, a really interesting slate of coaches across the board when you look at Leopold, Kleeman, McGuire, now Fritz, Whittingham, Fish. You got grinders. You got guys yeah. who who grinded their way up through a Gundy. lot of different positions. It's interesting to see because the the kind of the trend over I guess the last 10 to 15 years has been are the new hotshot up up and comer, mm -hmm. and you've seen a lot of guys flame out going that route. But now it seems, especially kind of all coming together in the Big Twelve, you got guys who have just grinded their way up, step by step by step by step, um, kept their head down, kept doing their job, and eventually they get rewarded. Um, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting kind of uh, landscape to look at and, and kind of how things might have or seem to have changed at least a, on a little bit because yeah. the for for u of h if we were going you know the traditional route that you've seen within college football we would be looking we would we would be looking at trailer will stein um uh grub you're looking at you know guys that are young high flyers um we went the we went the kind of the different different direction on that I think it's uh, well. It's, I think it's 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 a direction U of H has not taken since Jack Pardee. Yeah, 
And, you know, everybody that has come since Jack Pardee, with the exception of Dana Holgerson, had not been a head coach prior. John right. Jenkins, Kim Helton, Dana Dimmel, I guess, had been at Wyoming for three years, but he had never built anything there. Uh, no, we are, we also weren't getting high flyers there towards the end. I mean, Utah when you threw in a chance when you throw in Levine and and uh, Major and, and Major, um, yeah. those guys weren't up and comers. Not like right. uh, not like um, Sumlin and Herman were. Right. Next year, you play. You start off the year with Barry Odom and UNLV. You should win that game, but that they. You know, that's a that's a old experience hand. You get Oklahoma in week two, you get Rice in week three, uh here at TDCU. Um and then your your conference schedule, you go to Arizona, BYU, Cincinnati, and TCU, and you host Utah, Baylor, Kansas State, and I'm uh, Iowa State, so kind of all over the place. If Dana Holgerson were coaching this team, it'd be a two or three win team. I agree. Uh, I, I'm just looking for a coach on this that Dana is better than, and Aranda is it. Uh, Bloomgren, maybe, but he was just <laughs> last week or last year. So you're looking at two to three wins under Dana Holgerson. Mm -hmm. Under a new coach who's going to bring a completely different philosophy and a, a new energy. I think I'm not going to say the sky's the limit, but I don't think eight wins is out of the question. I don't either. And I mean, you know, it could look a lot different in a month and in three months and in six months. But yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we, uh, talk, we talked before the season that, that we had on paper six wins that were not easily achievable, but six wins that we should get. And we fell well short of that and got lucky in falling well short of that. I don't think it's any different next year either i think it actually gets better next year I mean, what do you mean well you get the two the two the two tough ones this year were were going to be texas here and kansas state there which were pretty much chalking up losses yeah we thought it was going to be three games right texas kansas state baylor before yeah. we knew baylor was not good right um and I mean, it ended up being a pretty tough stretch. And then you turned the last three games, which was not going to be a tough stretch, into a pretty tough stretch. So it, the, you've gone through, I mean, we found out Dana was fired one week and one hour ago. Mm -hmm. And you were able to get the right hire in place in under a week. And that is pretty impressive. And hats off to everybody. This was Chris Pesman's baby. It wasn't Tillman going out like he did in the last hire. 
it, this was on Pez. And so he got this done and good for him. And there is, in fact, light at the end of the tunnel. I just so I let's, texted you, I texted ahead, you earlier, but Dana Demo was out there, Ryan, and you were not very receptive to that. So he was out there as a head coach opportunity. Yeah, yeah I was, he was available. Not. He was available. Um, you know, there could be two, might, there could be more than one right hire. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, Dana Dimmel is out there playing pool right now, enjoying his life, and good for him. Um, <laughs> so, final thoughts, guys. Starns, what do you think? Are you going to the press conference tomorrow? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I'm going to the press conference tomorrow. Um, I am exhausted. But good. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to power through. Um, yeah, I think this is the right hire. I think you have to you have to hire a guy who's done it and who's done it a lot. And Willie Fritz is nothing if not that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, we can't speculate. We we don't know it, how this is going to go, but we we can see based on the track record that. This guy is going to set a culture, and it's going to be the, really the first time that this football program has had, you know, if it goes right, a sustainable culture for a long, long time in his Since football. Since Tom program. Herman, yeah. Since Tom Herman, not a yeah. seven and five culture, Kyle. <laughs> Brad, um, I think that's the 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 thing that has me the most excited is what. Starnes talked about as far as the culture is that I don't think we're going to have to really look hard to find the identity of this team. Um, it's going to be a brand new mentality. It's going to be a, be a mentality of consistency, a cons, uh, mentality of um, of aggressiveness, and a mentality yeah. of going out and getting the job done. Um, it's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, just kind of hoping we show up and hoping to play good and hoping to be competitive. Um, it's to go out and win and doing all the little things that it takes to win because they all matter and they all pile up. Um, I think you're going to see more of a, a, a mentality that mirrors what goes on at the Fertitta Center than what you've seen anything in the past outside of Herman. Yeah. Um, and that took time, right? It took time to build that basketball up. Yes. U of H fans are going to need to be patient a little bit. You got rid of the Wicked Witch. Now you've got the good one in, and, you know, it's going to take time. You can expect to see – if you see growth this next season, if this team gets better from week one to week five, from week five to week eight, from week eight to week 12 – that should excite you because you right. didn't see that in the last few years. Even in the 12 win season, the team didn't get any better. The schedule just got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I you like having a guy named, different. yes, one identity, something. I like having a guy named Willie. And yeah. I think that's going to go a long way. Just, I like a guy named Willie. Uh, this is a great last name too to go with. It's Willie. a good. It's, I, it's a great last name. Coaching name. Yeah. 
Willie Fritz. All right, last thing. Tomorrow the AP poll comes out in basketball. U of H is going to be where, Brad Towns? U of H is going to be number three. Uh, U of H is going to make the playoff. They're going to go, they're going to be number four. I think they're going to number four in the AP poll tomorrow. There is a chance you slip into third, but pretty cool. You get Rice here on Wednesday and then Jackson State on Saturday. There is a lot going on, and it's going to be nonstop. We're going to do a cat show this week. We're going to probably – we got to do a, a, a regular talking about them Cougars episode, um, and we're going to do – who knows? But there's going to be a lot, and it doesn't stop, and it's not, it's not slowing down. GoCooks.com. We have a membership special, y'all. You get a trial, a 90-day trial right now for all of our insider content. And it is, we are about to explode it with Willie and with basketball and traveling for the Big 12. You'll be in Big 12 play in less than a month. Uh, you, a 90-day trial for $5. Five. And if you like it and you want to keep it, we give you a deal even then after 90 days, which is right at the beginning of March. Uh, $45, which is half price of the regular GoCooch price. U of H has no content provider doing as much as GoCooks. Check us out, gocooks.com, and check out the story that Brad wrote this morning. It's pretty damn good. I mean, he's not very smart, but it's a good story. And at the bottom, you can get the trial to the new GoCooks uh, promotion, the 90-day promotion. Thanks so much for watching and hanging out with us. This is an exciting day. This is fun. Willie Fritz is your new head coach, and we're going to get to meet him tomorrow. All right, guys. Thank you all so much. Go Cougs.